Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Stokely and Zach. is officially on the wall for one of Denver's rising stars who already has one foot out the door. You can probably guess where we're going here. Yesterday, on air, I said the most telltale sign if Bones Highland was getting traded is if he does not check into the game. And if he doesn't check into the game, that means he has played his last minutes as a Denver Nugget. And he did not get his butt off that bench last night. He didn't play one second. Nope. I mean, actions speak louder than words. And when you don't play a guy who's been in the rotation all year, you're trying to keep him healthy, make sure he doesn't get hurt, so you can deal him. And um, you said that, and he didn't play, and now he's got to go. That's just the, that's just what's got to happen. So, all right, but... I'm just hoping that you get something exciting in return and something that we feel good about in return. That's kind of my hang-up here. It's not losing bones. But at the same time, he he provided something to your team when he was all in mm-hmm. that you really don't have with him not being on this team. So that's, that's the one thing that's a little concerning here. Um, but overall, I think it's probably... A positive? How do you feel about it? Well, does it, does it depend on who we get? Well, for sure. I mean, just or to, what we to, get, just to just to make it complete. I mean, if we feel good about what's on the other side of a trade, I don't see it as a positive per se yet. Yet, and and obviously there's room uh, to to get there. This is just unfortunate. I think he's going to regret in time. I think he's going to regret the way that he handled this past month. The organization doesn't want to just move him just to move him. Now, would we be having these conversations organically anyway because he's on a rookie contract and the player arc doesn't necessarily match where th- what the team arc is? Probably, but this thing went from like, eh, could it happen to like, th- now it has to happen. It feels like it's it's like academic. Like, he's gone. And I wonder how bad it got. 100%? Behind, uh, 95%. I wonder how bad it got behind the scenes. That's my question. Because some of the stuff I've been hearing the last 72 hours, not good for Bones. Hearing words like friction, tension, unhappy. I mean, I knew when Chris Haynes on Tuesday night went up there on TNT and said, Bones has told me he's open to be traded. And and for for hopes of a larger role, I'm like, dude, if you're going on the record with a national guy who's just breezing through town, what is life like here on a day-to-day basis? Jamal Murray, by the way, was asked about this after the game. And you can read into this what you want, but this is Jamal Murray last night. Yeah, we're a championship team. So all that stuff, we're not being happy, is a guy go out the window. We're not going to win. So... Um, it's nice to have a coach that knows that and knows what we're trying to accomplish and sometimes puts feelings aside and sometimes embraces them. Um, so just got to know time and place. You're never going to hear a teammate roll over another one. I mean, wow. you know, once in a while maybe, but not, not not in this construct. That's about as direct as you're going to get from Jamal. Yeah. Let you know. Yeah. 
um, without really saying it, that uh, Bones isn't all in. He's not being a great teammate. Uh, so that's 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 what it's letting you know. So it's it's it that tells you it's time to to move the guy and turn the page because even though you know he's talented and all that other stuff, you 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 got different goals in him, and your your goal is to win a championship. And that guy with a bad attitude, you don't want anything like that lurking around in your locker room day to day. It can just wear a team out. And uh, this thing is full steam ahead, so you don't want any kind of distractions or negativity on this basketball team. Um, and you, you just have to. You just have to get rid of them, move them. I'm disappointed, man. Yeah, I'm disappointed. I am because here and here's why. Thank you so much. Here's why. You hope to get to be on a team that's as close as the Nuggets are. You hope to be on a team that's the number one seed in the Western Conference with the MVP and a coach who's coaching the All-Star game. And the me-first approach from Bones, because that's what this is about, he, he, do, he doesn't want to play alongside Jamal Murray. The numbers of them two playing alongside are terrible, some of the worst in the NBA, actually. But you're being such a, a, um, a disgruntled force in that locker room. And if you're Jamal, who has been building to this point for six, seven years, it's like, Wait, wait, what? We're finally number one? We're finally where we need to be? And you, who's played here for 100 games, is going to stomp your feet and be the storyline of this basketball team right now? Time and place. Sorry, pal. Yeah. It's it's a shame that it's not going to work out and that it didn't work out. I think when you look at Bones, obviously he's more about himself individually than it is about the team and the Nuggets and you know, he just got to town not long ago, and he views things a little bit differently than some of these other guys maybe that have gotten paid or some of these veterans yep. that have been around the block. Yep. You know, this is his time, and and that's the way that he's viewing the situation, and uh, it just doesn't align with the Nugget situation, right? And not saying Bones is totally off his rocker for nope. feeling this way, and maybe it just it's not a great situation for him in that locker room or whatever the case may be, but his views here – um, or different than where the Nuggets are. And, you know, he's more about himself and where he's going. And the Nuggets are about, you know, trying to win a championship, and those just don't um, intersect. So no. it's just – it's it's definitely time. It's definitely time. It's time. I think he's played his last minute in Denver. And Bones is going to go on and have, like, a 10-year career. I mean, he's really good. Maybe maybe it's 12 years. Maybe it's 14 years. Don't know. He's He's talented. He can shoot it. He can handle it. And if he was in year four or year five, and if he had gotten paid, maybe it's everything's different. But if you're a young guy that's as talented as he is, and you're picked in the first round like he was, you're typically in a situation. And I know he was picked 26 and not ninth or fourth, but typically, if you're uh, uh, as talented as he is at a young player, you're on a team that's not doesn't have championship aspirations, and you are playing 28 minutes a night, and you are averaging 18 points instead of 12. Um, and I, I wish that he would um, embrace this opportunity a little yeah. bit more than he has. Yeah. Because I think he'll look back and say, gosh, that was a really good team, and I was stomping my feet after 100 games played. Uh, I, I don't like it. Yeah, it's it's not ideal. And, you know, he might not look back. He might. He might Maybe. Yeah. You know, some, some guys aren't about winning championships. Some guys are just about themselves individually and making the most of their ability and trying to get paid. And you know what? Whatever with that championship stuff, it's about me. Right. Especially young guys. Right. You know, it's, it's, they don't, and maybe he will look back and, and regret it, but maybe he won't. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not.
Okay. Um, Bones doesn't play a minute last night, but the Nuggets win. This idea that Jokic lost the MVP last weekend in one 48-minute singular game is erroneous. Jokic coming off a triple-double last night, still the MVP favorite. Big boy triple-double, too. Big boy triple-double. Yes, well, sir. That's not, that's not the baby triple-double. No, that was 16 assists. I think it was 14 rebounds to go with 22 points. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Jamal looks great, by the way. Yeah. I mean, Jamal, from an athletic standpoint, you know, knifing through the lane, hanging in the air, creating angles while he's in the air that you didn't know were there .2 seconds before. I mean, really fun. Um, so we'll see. Uh, the championship odds just changed in the last 24 hours from 6-1 to one to 5-1. to one. You'll love to see it. Michael Malone named Western Conference Coach of the Month. Nikola Jokic named Western Conference Player of the Month. And the Nuggets are now 20 games over and have a four-game cushion between the one seed and the two seed. That pre-All-Star break is significant. Okay, the Broncos have even less draft picks than they did 96 hours ago. Could Denver make a trade to gain more capital for April's draft? And if so, who are the actual candidates? That's next. You're listening to Stokely and Zach on Denver's Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. The Broncos have less draft picks than they did even four or five days ago. The draft is in April. Could the Broncos make a trade to put more capital, put more ammo, Stoke, in their pocket? And if so, who are the candidates on the Broncos roster that are eligible for this conversation? And and by the way, what makes you eligible for this conversation? Well, I think, look, I mean, you got to ask yourself, where are you at as an organization? What are you trying to accomplish this year? Like, you know, you're trying to be competitive or are we trying to build for the future? Right. I think that's where you have to start if you're looking at any possible trades or how aggressive you want to be in free agency, how aggressive you want to be in the draft. All of those things, I think you have to ask yourself, uh, what's your goals this year? How would you answer that question? I would answer it by saying it's to win football games. They want to win now. It's not a rebuild. It's not a, hey, we're going to try to get this thing up and running here and be competitive in two or three years. I, I don't think that's what they're trying to do. I think they're trying to win now. Would you agree or disagree with that? <sighs> of course they're going to try to win every game they play. Right. It's the NFL. I think this year for the Broncos is as much about finding out if Russell Wilson can still play as anything else. And it's almost like a during the season I would refer to it as a Russell Wilson dilemma. It's like, how real is this fall? Is it is it as real as my eyes told me it was this past year? Can it be fixed with scheme and a singular voice at the top of this team and Sean Payton? I, I, I almost I almost view this season because the Broncos aren't going to go win the Super Bowl. And I think it's doubtful that they'll be back in the playoffs. Doubtful, not impossible, but doubtful in my opinion. So I almost feel like this season is very similar, bizarrely, um, to the 2020 Broncos season. 
where it was, yeah, you're going to try to win. You ended the previous season 4-1. and one. You got some momentum. You're feeling good. But the real objective was to find out if you are going to continue to go down the road with Drew Locke. I think it's eerily similar to that under different circumstance, big contract, bigger name, bigger resume. But it's like it, it just it smacks of that. But so what me. do you do? So how do you approach that? If that's one of your goals, obviously, yeah, that's a it's if it's not the top goal, it's right up there at the top. Russ, right. Finding out if he's going to be a part of your future moving forward. But so how do you operate that way this offseason? You don't sell everything. You can't sell around Russ and they expect no. Russ to go out there and, no. and cook. Uh, unless it's unless it's the deadline like during the season and yeah. you know things right. aren't aging that's a, well. That's a different conversation yeah. for a different time. But yep. right now, you don't sell before the draft. No. Jerry Judy. No. And you're trying to see if Russ can play. You want to hey, you want to give Russ all the best that you have to, to go out there and say, all right, we're gonna go all in this year and we're gonna try to help you out as much as possible to try to be successful so we can figure out if you should be around or not. So that signals to me that you're not going to be a seller, that you're not going to you know trade away your guys for draft picks, and and that goes for defensive guys also. You know, you want a complete football team to help your quarterback, to help you win, and and so you know when you look at a Draymond Jones and a Justin Simmons possibly trading them and you know tagging Draymond and trading them or whatever the case may be, I just don't think that's a scenario. I think you try to. Sign up Draymond Jones to a long-term extension. If not, you're franchise tagging him, and you're going to be rather aggressive. You're not going to be a seller. You're going to be more of a buyer. You're going to be more of a buyer. Um, I mean, that's the way I see this thing playing out. I, I you know, Because what you said, I think I think that is the right approach is this year is what you need to find out. And so that, that doesn't say tank. No. That doesn't say sell. That no. says, hey, let's try to compete and see if Russ can compete. And help us compete. So it's it's one of these things where, okay, would you like more draft capital? Obviously, who doesn't? Right. But who would you be willing to trade that doesn't directly hurt your chances to win, but also you'd be okay moving on from and actually get something back in return that's halfway legitimate? Ah, I look at the roster, and I kind of have a different um, approach than even three or four days ago. Uh, actually going through the exercise, like who who on this Broncos roster like intersects all that stuff? Yeah. Not as many people as you would like. Right. And, you know, if you trade guys, what does that say? If you're trading guys for draft picks, that signals future. That signals we're building for the future because, look, you're not trading anyone on this team for a first-round draft pick unless you're doing Pat Sertan. No, you're not doing that. You're not doing that. So you're not getting a first-round pick for any of these guys – and so you're not going to think that you're going to get an immediate impact football player this year. You're going to get, what, second rounder at the most for somebody, maybe third, another third or fourth rounder. That signals future. That signals we're going to develop this guy to win in two or three years to help us be a part of this team. And so that doesn't scream win now. That doesn't scream help Russ. Let's try to you know see if we got what we have in Russ with the Sean Payton system. So it just, to me, they don't align. And... When you talk it out, it just makes more sense to hold on to these guys and, you know, keep Draymond Jones long-term and not make any moves to trade any of your good players because you're still in a, a 
situation where you're you're trying to compete in the AFC West and you're trying to win football games this year. I just don't see them making any kind of major move or even middle of the road type of move. No, and I literally I literally can't find a candidate. I can't. Now, you could make a trade and get stuff in return. You mentioned Pat Sertan, but you wouldn't want to do that because you're not going to trade Pat Sertan for a first in hopes of drafting a guy that's like Pat Sertan. That doesn't make sense. You're not going to trade a guy like like Baron Browning. He's on his rookie contract. You could get something in return for him, but you don't have a lot there. You need that guy. Yeah. Um, who else are you going to trade? I mean, Justin Simmons. I mean, that's, that's an interesting one, actually. One of the more interesting ones yeah. going into his age 30 season, um, making good money, but not what you would it's not crazy earth shattering it's manageable um you know but what would you get for justin simmons a, a third round pick i mean and, and maybe a second round pick he's an all pro to all right. your to your point earlier he's older but he's older could you get a second but even then like are you, do you want to trade away your all pro and captain in a year where you're still trying to win games if you were maybe that would happen at the deadline you wouldn't do that right now and then you think of a low, low, low-level trade. Like, do you want to trade a, a KJ Hamler for a sixth-round, you know, pick or conditional seven? Like, no, you probably just want to keep him around, see how he works with Sean Payton, and maybe you have something there that you that you never tapped into. So, unfortunately, it's 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 easy to say, like, yeah, make a couple trades, let's get more picks. But when you start talking it out, not a lot of actual names. Yeah, not a, not a lot of actual names that would get your value to, uh, say, trade these guys. And so it's, um, it's it means you're probably just going to stay pat. And, yeah. And that's what you're going to do. And uh, you're going to make your draft picks and keep this roster pretty much intact here. And we'll see what it looks like. But I, I just don't see a scenario where you're moving one of these top-tier guys, whether it's a Draymond, it's a Justin Simmons, uh, it's a Jerry Judy. Uh, I don't see any of those guys getting moved uh, because – I believe that they are trying to win this year. And that would signal not trying to win this year. That would signal trying to build towards the future. Did D'Amico Ryans throw shade at the Denver Broncos yesterday? Hang tight. We'll discuss it next. It's Stokely and Zach on Denver's Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. Did D'Amico Ryans unintentionally throw a little bit of shade at the Denver Broncos? He was uh, talking yesterday uh, doing some media, and he was asked about the Denver Broncos' interest in him. And D'Amico Ryans said, we're thankful for the Broncos. It wasn't a difficult decision to come to H-Town. It was very easy, end quote. Now... Harmless quote to some, to others. Like, wait, what? How dare you? You picked the Houston Texans and it was so easy? Will Peterson from DenverSports.com, how do you view it? I think the translation there is I wanted the Texans job a hell of a lot more than I wanted the Broncos job. He doesn't care at this point. He's not a candidate for Denver. But he could have said, you know what? The Broncos made me a great offer and I respect that organization and it was a really tough decision, but Houston's home and I want to rebuild this. He threw him under the bus. Wasn't a difficult decision. I mean, come on, you show a little grace there, D'Amico, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah he, he, he could have. I don't read a lot into it, though. This is a guy that just got their job. 
And so he's pumping them up as much as possible. And But he could have definitely taken the route that, that Will was talking about right there, and uh, it would have been just as good. But I think in this situation, uh, I don't read a lot into it. I just look at it as this guy is pumping up his team that he went to and how he feels about them, and, hey, it wasn't even a competition. You know, I'm going to Houston. Guess what? I don't really care. Sure. You know, I don't Broncos care what their guy. I don't, yeah, I don't care what D'Amico Ryan says at all. Zero percent. Do not do not care at all. I'm glad we didn't get him for our head coach. I'm glad. So have fun in Houston, buddy. I could care less, really. And, and maybe so. Nathaniel Hackett could take some lessons because what did Hackett do this year? I don't hate the Raiders. I don't care about the losing streak to the Chiefs. Like, at least D'Amico's going in there pumped about his squad, whereas if we're going to be fair, we crushed Hackett for not understanding what it meant to be the head coach of the Denver Broncos and how you should hate the Raiders and how the losing streak to the Chiefs is driving the fans crazy. Um, Bones Highland, I want to uh, talk about him. You follow the Nuggets pretty closely uh, like I do. And the writing feels like it's on the wall. The writing is on the wall that Bones Highland's time in Denver is done. I mean, kaput after, what, like 112 games? Uh, just like that, he doesn't come off the bench last night. Signs pointing towards he's gone before the trade deadline. You know, the report from Chris Haynes on TNT few games ago that you referenced, that's what really bothered me. Because that was the first time on record Chris Haynes said on TNT, a national broadcast, a source told him Bones Island wants a bigger role. Really, dude? Stay in your lane. Know your role. You were a contender for sixth man of the year, and then you had to go and throw a fit about your playing time and stomp your feet and be a baby, and now Malone is putting you on the end of the bench. You will never wear a Nuggets uniform again, never play a minute for Denver. That's all Bones' fault. Bones made himself the center of attention, and to have the gall to go to a national reporter and tell him, I want a bigger role on a team that's steamrolling toward the NBA Finals, Get out, of our, get out of our city. That's how I feel. Enjoy Charlotte. Enjoy San Antonio. Like, I, I'm mad about this. Are you guys not think this is the most ridiculous, selfish, childish behavior from Bones Highland? Yeah, I mean, I do. I think it's obviously um, immature, but he's a young basketball player. And a lot of young basketball players, it's about them. It's about me. It's not about we. It's not about the team. And that uh, looks like that's his approach to this situation. And you're right. So what do you do? Hey, bye. Your boy, your boy Christian Brown seems to get it because he had random games where he never got oh, his yeah. butt off off the bench. He never said a word, and now he's earned a rotation spot the rest of the year and into the playoffs. Christian Brown will be on the court for the Denver Nuggets. That's how you handle it, not deleting Mile High City out of your Twitter bio and posting a new cryptic Instagram story every two hours yeah. about how dramatic and sad everything is. Dude, you're in the NBA. Step up. Yeah, I was going to say, and, and you're, uh, you're in your infancy. It's teenage girl behavior. You know, and, and you're right. And we didn't talk, talk about that when we referenced Bones before. Like, he had gone, obviously we talked about this yesterday, him scrubbing his social media. Um, but also the cryptic messages, the uh, the Bible scriptures that, you know, it'll, it's all going to make sense soon. And, you know, or the, the Instagram story of, you know, it's only a matter of time. And- Six minutes after a game, by the way. Oh, is that right? <laughs> runs into the locker room, grabs the phone, yeah. and sends a cryptic message to all his friends. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, man, that's a yeah, it that is what it is. Um, uh, I guess. Um, uh, behind the curtain here, just to peel back, you and I were uh, uh hanging out over there, and I said, well, "Where else do you want to go?" And I totally forgot what you said. 
Oh, perfect. <laughs> that's a good tease. <laughs> well, listen. You guys are talking about the Brian Flores thing, and that's oh, really interesting, yeah, yeah, right? Yes, yes, this is good. This is good. But a second DC... But you don't remember it, but right. it's good. Right. But it's good. It's good. Just pay attention, to my memory. Yeah. A second DC candidate has emerged today as well. And Ian Rappaport at 10.01 a.m., the Broncos have requested to interview Seahawks associate, head coach, and defensive assistant Sean Desai for their DC job under Sean Payton. Real quick on Desai, nine years with the Bears, defensive coordinator in 2021, last year with the Seahawks, whatever. This says more about Idro Evero to me because the day after Sean Payton and Idro Evero supposedly meet, by 10 a.m. Denver time, Ian Rappaport has dropped two, not one, two Broncos are requesting D.C. interviews. That, to me, writing on the wall, we can all hope, we hope he gets the Colts or Cardinals job. That'd be great. You know what? Your guys get upgraded to a head coaching position. Awesome. We don't think that's going to happen. Writing on the wall, I don't think Idro Evero wants to be here, and I think Sean Payton's lining up his replacement. I think that's a fair ad- yeah. a deduction, honestly. Yeah, I, I do. I, yeah, I mean, that's well laid out, and that certainly could be the case where they just didn't vibe or Ejiro just doesn't want to be here any longer and looking at other opportunities that people might be holding open for him and rather just go there and start new um, than, than to start over here with um, Sean Payton in year two. So that, that certainly could be the case, and now you're trying to line up potential candidates. Uh, to to take that over that position, so I can see how that it's playing out like that. I just I hope if, if like outside of the Hackett thing, why would you not want to be here and continue to man the defense that was under your you know wing and played so well? I hope this is not you guys fired my buddy Hackett. Therefore, I'm going to make a professional decision based off something. If Nathaniel Hackett was being as good a friend as Averill thinks. In this scenario, that he's being the Hackett, Hackett tells him, "Dude, you need to keep that job." I see. I think I don't think that's a, um, it. I wouldn't think that's it. Now it could be certainly. Uh, I think it's more of there's other positions out there I like better. You know, whether it's the Vikings or the 49ers or who knows, maybe it'll go be the DC at the Cardinals or the Colts. I or Atlanta requested permission uh, too, right? You know, maybe he wants to go do something like that instead. And you know, also Zach, maybe he just doesn't vibe with Sean Payton. Maybe he just doesn't feel Sean Payton, doesn't like his style, doesn't think they can coexist, stuff like that. I I don't know. You know, he interviewed here. Maybe he just doesn't want to be around here anymore after interviewing for the head coaching uh, position. So I think there's a lot of things that could be. I think the one where, hey, they fired my buddy. I'm a little bit butthurt because of it. I'm gonna. Um, I'm not going to take any other job here. I think that's weighed down on the list, and I don't think that that would be the case. I mean, it's the NFL. Guys get fired and rehired all the time. If you're going to be upset because a buddy got fired, then, man, you're in the wrong business. But everything you said just makes sense, but we are hearing whispers that what came out of the interview was that Evero relayed that he thought that Hackett wasn't treated fairly. Okay. And I'm like, that's an interesting thing that you would – why is that you're being interviewed for head coach of the Denver Stinking Broncos, and if that's what's coming out of there, there must have been just something What do you think about it, Will? Well, if you're sad on December 26th, December 27th, the day he got fired, the day after, that's cool. I get it. Your buddy lost his job. You're sad. If you're sad on February 3rd, come on, man. Yeah, your buddy just got a new job. He's the offensive coordinator. Your buddy's making – you know, four, four and a half, five million dollars for the next three or four years from the Broncos. They're still paying him a boatload of money. Your buddy would be just okay. But Ian Rappaport doesn't drop both these before ten a.m. Right. this morning, unless Sean Payton's like, "Oh boy, we better find ourselves a DC." I think that's a, I think that's a really good um, observation, and it's more than fair. 
And I'm glad I remembered to to bring you in here and get yes, to that. Yeah. Yes. Really, yes, really good. job, Zach. You're, I mean, last 20 minutes on a Friday, look at you. I forgot why I brought you in here. But, oh, yeah, no, listen, it's really good. Yes, good job, Zach. Real, real quick, Greg Penner tees off at 207, uh-huh. so you guys better get to a okay. TV. Can't wait. Will DMAC be giving play-by-play oh of his favorite goodness. golfer? He's got four hours of the drive to do it. Oh, my goodness. Greg right. Penner deserves it. <laughs> Will Peterson, DenverSports.com. Thanks, man. Thanks, guys. All right, you're going to hear a lot more from Will later this afternoon. Appreciate him uh, chiming in here. We're going to walk you up to the drive here uh, on a Friday. D'Amico Ryans joined a team in Houston that he sued in court. Could a similar thing be taking place in Denver? Hang tight. It's next. Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Stokely and Zach. You know well, I'm a chicken fry, a cold beer on a Friday night, a pair of jeans that fit just right, and the radio This gets you ready for a Friday night. No question huh? about it. Can't wait. What are you going to be doing? Well, no big plans. I think I'm going to lay low, low, low tonight. You know how to do that? Sometimes you have to. <laughs> that's where I'm at. talking to you. Yeah. Did last night. Laid low yep. last night. Yep. And then, uh, so it'll probably be a, a low-key weekend for me. How about you? Okay. You got the big Paw Patrol deal got tomorrow. The big Paw Patrol. You prepare and plan for. Mm-hmm. Next weekend, next weekend, I'm taking my kid to Monster Jam. Oh. At Ball Arena. He is obsessed with monster trucks. So next weekend, it's really, really odd and popping. Are those things really loud? Like, yes. I've never been to one in... Uh, yeah, I went to Supercross, brought on the Supercross yeah. at Mile High, and it was very, very loud. And he was actually was probably a little too soon to bring him because the fireworks and big fire. It's like the fire where you feel it in the crowd. Like, like uh, on the, the the start of the championship races, they have big gas fires, like, scared the hell out of him. Um, and this is indoors. That was outside. So this, this is, is indoors. Me. So we have talked about, actually, like, he might be the kid with the headphones. Headphones. Yeah. So... Um, Bring some just in case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably good advice. Um, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll be we'll be hanging out on a Friday night, having some cold pops, and you know, have the music on, kill the screens, do a little dancing, go in the basement, play some hoops. Okay. My daughter stomping around down there. So funny, dude. So funny. Love it. Um, D'Amico Ryan's joined a team in Houston that he was in court with. You don't typically see that. Could a similar thing be taking place in Denver? According to Ian Rappaport, the Broncos have requested an interview with Steelers linebackers coach, defense, defensive assistant Brian Flores for the defensive coordinator position under Sean Payton. Now, Flores named the Broncos specifically in a discrimination lawsuit against the NFL a year ago. He name names and said his version of what he thought happened when the Broncos um, went about the he- a head coaching interview with him in a sham. That's the word that they used, sham fashion, in 2019. Is it, uh, I know there's new leadership uh, here. The general manager's different. Owner's different. Help me out with this one. Could this actually come to fruition? I mean, it wouldn't for me. 
Like, really? You're suing us and you said it was a sham interview? Why would I give you another interview with my organization? I wouldn't. Um, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's not for me, though, uh, certainly. I uh, You look at the situation and the things that he was accusing the Broncos of, um, to me, uh, it was... Hard to obviously prove when you said that the Broncos looked like they were, what was it, hungover? Yeah, he accused John Elway and Joe Ellis um, of looking disheveled, showing up late, and, quote, it was obvious they had been drinking heavily the night before. The Broncos could not have denied this um, any more than they did. They called it blatantly false. They said they will vigorously defend the integrity and values of the organization and its employees from such baseless and disparaging claims. And if you remember at the time, they were like, hold on a second. We have the flight tracking numbers. They had where they were, that they were, you know, at the time they're flying all over the country for interviews. And if I remember right, they had like left somewhere at like midnight and they were flying across the country overnight. And a lot of traveling, yeah. late night travel. They got into D.C. area. I think it was the D.C. area. It was, uh, I forget. Early in the morning. And, you know, yeah, if you don't sleep good, if you've been doing this for a while, you've been grinding, it's. You might look a little disheveled. That doesn't mean you're hungover. I just think this guy went out of his way to bring the Broncos into his mess um, with with not no facts, no proof. Like, okay, what what is it? And so I wouldn't want that guy part of my organization. That's not how I roll, but that's just me. So uh, we'll see. We'll see if it happens. Um, and it's not like he's been the star defensive coordinator to begin with. Yeah, so actually, when looking at his actual resume, I don't think um, Brian Flores has ever actually been a defensive coordinator. It might have been one year when he was a head coach for the Dolphins, he might have took it over. Oh, um, okay, okay. Because I'm looking at his right, resume, yeah. I do not see... It wasn't with the Patriots, because that's where he started. Then he got the job with uh, Miami, and, yep. and he... I don't believe the first year he had he was a defensive coordinator. He might have taken it over the second year when he was there, something okay. like that, maybe. Okay. But other than that, you know... So you're looking at maybe a one-year defensive coordinator type of situation for him. That's it. That's it. With all this other stuff going on, I'm good here. Uh, I wouldn't want that here. Does this signal to you, this report, along with the report that Sean Desai, who um, this most recent year was a Seahawks associate head coach and a defensive assistant. He was a Bears DC back in 2021 uh, for the 22nd-ranked scoring defense. Before that, he was a safety coach in Chicago. Does this signal to you the fact that we have these two names the day after Sean Payton sat down with Idro Evero that the Evero combo here with Sean Payton is just not meant to be? I mean, it looks like that. I mean, that's the way this thing is trending. I don't want to close the door on it because I don't know. Maybe he's just trying to get some different feels and different opinions, Sean Payton, by interviewing different guys. Um but and just doing his due diligence, I. Uh, but but to me, this it would signal more that hey, Idro Evero is probably out than in. If you're going to go down this road, so. Uh, I don't think the door's closed on it, but it could be. It could be signaling to move on. Are you are you good? I, I wanted to ask you about the Flores. Are you good with with him coming back? Do you not care? Like years you know, ago, different organization, no, well, no. different ownership. Are you no, I don't want to just wipe and act like that. This never happened. 
Um, this does just illustrate to me the fact that this is even a possibility, just how much of a new day that it is here in Denver. The fact that this could take place in 2019, not 1999, this was 2019, and all the principals that were involved then are gone. So it just... Well, Elway still... Is he is last year of his deal? Is he done now? John, John Elway? Yeah. Because he was like a consultant last yeah, year, Yeah, right? I think he was a consultant, and I, I think he... I don't know. I don't know. Um, my guess is that John could be some form or fashion a consultant for the Broncos for the next twenty years. I mean, I well, know, it could be, but I wonder if I, I don't if know. I don't know if he still is. Right, I don't know. I thought he had one year left, and he was kind of a consultant last year, and that was the last year of his deal. I remember hearing that somewhere. I could be totally off, um, but you know, so he could be done. He could still have more years. Well, even if he did have more years, I think this would signal that John's influence is probably 99% gone because if you could if you are singling out John Elway in a lawsuit and he still has influence in the building I just find it hard to believe that you would bring Flores in here to be honest I don't know a ton about Brian Flores I don't I don't know a ton about him I just know about his role uh, as the head coach with the Dolphins and just how sour that went and how public it was and um I, I guess if Sean, if Sean Payton says that's the guy that I want as my defensive coordinator, I think I'm just good with going, you know, f- following Sean Payton's, uh, yeah. you know, compass, really. Okay. Um, I do think the Everell thing ship has sailed, though. Yeah. I do. Come I do. On. I just I just don't. I don't hear. I'm, I'm parlaying what I heard that came out of the interview with what the news is today. On the heels of the conversation that happened yesterday, if you're just like playing detective, I don't think Idro Evero is going to be the DC of the Broncos. Is that a bummer for you? A you little don't bit. Care? A little like, bit. A little bit. I thought, that, one year. I, I thought that was best, though, considering the options. Like Sean Desai. I, I don't know much more about right. Sean Desai than I really do like Brian who? Flores. Yeah. So it's like, as I, the guy we know. I know Evero. Right. And he did a good job. And considering it's a new regime and you're turning the page, it almost would represent like a head start. Despite a tur- uh, a page turning, um, the Broncos' defense was not the problem this year. Now they weren't the eighty-five Bears of the fifteen Broncos, but, but they were solid. But they were solid. So I'd like to continue. They started to- getting those big plays. They did towards they did. the end of the year. Yep, yep, yep. I agree. Uh, Darren McKee, some boys. Greg Penner tees off. I am so excited. In about ten minutes. So will exciting. we be hearing play by play? Absolutely. Okay. For four hours. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the boss of all boss moves. Boss of all boss moves. Be go play golf. Uh, be somewhere like on the fourth, uh, you know, fourth tee. And you go over, the reporter goes over to him and said, we just had some news, Greg, that you signed Sean Payton. And uh, he just officially announces it on the golf channel on the fourth tee at Pebble Beach. Sean, that would be something. You, you want to talk about a boss move? That's a boss move right there. Sean Payton. KKFN and KKFN HD1 along my Denver's a boss uh, move. Sean Payton officially uh, announced the Broncos head coaching status when he retweeted Stokely saying Sean Payton LFG. What's your relationship with uh, SP? Um, so I know, good, I, I know him. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I know him. We've interacted. I took a visit to the Saints. In 07, before mm-hmm. I signed with the Broncos. Yeah. And um, so enjoyed my visit there, and I've run into him a couple other times. Just, you know, nothing nothing serious, though, so I don't know. Sean friends Payton. or not friends? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't. Acquaintances? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're friendly. We're, we're, keeping, I haven't talked to him since he got there. I don't have his number. He's keeping tabs on you, though. He's, he's following you. 
Well, good. He's looking. Well, good. He's he, looking he, he, he he's looking for what the Stokes says. He has been following me on Twitter though. So okay. it wasn't like anything right. that right. you know. Right. So he had followed. He'd been following me for a while. Oh, so because we're stu- friendly, and he stuck around. Yeah, yeah. There's not many. <laughs> I'm just wondering when the. Like, oh, this guy might be getting me in trouble here if I keep following him. Let me unfollow this guy. That doesn't do my reputation much good. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming. Some... What are you laughing at, Jake? Huh? You're in that boat. I see some of your tweets. You're not Mr. Well, Clean over there. All, everything all good now. Well, I was thinking what? Sean Payton seeing Brandon Stokely has liked Jake Shapiro tweeted blah blah blah, and I'm like, oh god, I can be trouble. No, I assume you'll be sharing cigars sooner than later. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Why? Oh, <laughs> come on now. You know how that goes. You know how that goes once you come to town. Oh, go you want to hang out with Stoke? Uh, Look, he's coming to the Bay. If he needs a place to stay, I, I got him taken care of. It's not like you haven't done that before. Right. That's what I'm saying. Taking we care gotta, of celebrities coming to town. That's right. We yeah. got a, we got an open spot. I'm sure Sean probably would uh, is okay, though, I mean, in he that might, area. He might be doing business, I guess, out of a van down by the river right now because we're, we're, we're getting... Uh, Coaches left and right getting permission for guys. I mean, uh, where where is Sean Payton right now? Where the heck is that guy? Probably on the phone. You know, I would imagine talking town? to a million people. Uh, I don't know. Where do you do business from? You do business from um, from your office. Yeah. Hmm. I'm, I'm just saying. Over, I'm just, does he have an office yet? Well, I don't. I don't know. But we're well, who's you talking he's about? Borrowing you know something. Who's who's borrowing Russ? <laughs> <laughs> Let me go ahead and take this key from you, Russ. I'm going to need this office for a little bit. He's borrowing Russ's that's office. Good. That's good. That's good. That's, so do you think he's I in town? I almost cursed right there. Wait, are you, so you think he's in town at UC Health? Is Guys, did us. he meet with Evero? Yeah. Where'd he do that? I don't know. Here. Okay. I would imagine here. Are they requesting permission for guys to come to town? Or uh, interviews, TCs? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Where, where's that happening from? I would imagine here. Yeah. I'd like to envision him like a college professor working out of a Starbucks, meeting with a couple <laughs> yeah, students. Yeah, what happens, happens, what happens if hours. you walked yeah. into Starbucks and there's Sean Payton and Ezero Evero just having a you know a I meeting? Mean, like, how? Hey, three, four, four, three. What are we running? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Where did that? Ha- where Where are things happening? I don't right know. Now? Bring out know. the big poster board and start drawing on it. You yeah. Know? Uh, Do you yeah. know? I, I don't know. But you sound like you know, but I don't know. But, I, would, but, I would imagine they're here. But, I would imagine yeah, they're here. Really? I mean. So in the office doing it? Is he doing it over Zoom? I don't you know, know. At Starbucks? I don't know. I don't I mean, know. Where are we doing this? Maybe they're back at Los Tros. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they are at Los Tros. Los Tros. Hey, everybody out there, if you see Sean Payton bumping around, let us yeah, know. Yeah. Tweet you a know, picture. If, if you know, because they're doing business. I mean, all of a sudden, we're, we're having meetings with Evero, right? That's, yeah. that's confirmed. Yeah. I'll we're, tell you what. We're when, requesting meetings. I mean, you know, we know that. Seriously, when if we if we put our listeners out, like if anyone sees Sean Payton <laughs> take a picture I, I, and tweet it at us, he, it's worked before. <laughs> it's, it's like I'm pretty, we've gotten tweets like, hey, fellas, here's a picture of Bradley Chubb in handcuffs. Oh, like, yeah. Wait, what? What? Yeah. Like, no, that is. There's a cop car, there right? Is. Yes. Right. And it's like, it's like right? stuff you never see coming. It's like, Out of the blue. blue. There you I'm go. just saying there's... Maybe the, a bit. The text just is going to come... Just a little bit. That text, that text is going to come to Stokely's phone. It's going to be, you know, Cherry Hills Cigars. Oh. Hour. Yeah. And then, hey, I'll be and there. You know I'll be we'll there. Get, Zach, you, you know, know we're In a full suit again? Yeah. Full suit. <laughs> full suit. Unbelievable. Zach, you know we're going to see? We're going to see that picture. That picture's going to leak out at some point. Yes. And so, like, there's Stoke. I don't know if I'm getting those invites anymore. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why you wouldn't. You're a fun guy, man. Life of the party. <laughs> That's what some people some say. Some say. Some say. <laughs> Greg My Penner. wife, not so much, but yeah. some other Greg people. Greg Penner might need some competition on the course. That's Give right. it to him. That's right. Oh, I'm man, ready. I'm announced. ready. Can you imagine if he announces they sh- sign Sean Payton when he's about to tee off on, like, the 
on the 14th. I got something. some breaking news. Sean Payton's already has the Broncos as his header on Twitter. Like, it's done. Oh, I get it. It's but done. I'm just saying, like, Penner, you want to talk about I get chiseled done on the golf course. Here we go. I mean, it has not officially, officially been announced yet. But we all know it's done. Yeah. So when does I, – seriously, I thought it was going to come out any moment that he signed the deal. Because what's taking so much time to sign the deal right now? Probably Monday morning then, I guess. Yeah, and, I would imagine. Or, or, right? I mean, we're not, you're not gonna, it's not going to come out tomorrow, is it? Can it come out on the weekend? I guess you can. With news like Sean Payton, I think you try to sit on it, you know, and wait for the beginning of a new cycle. I, but when's this press conference going down? It's got to be Monday. No? Do we not know? Is I, it not Monday? It's, it's been I kind of put something on the back burner for a Monday press conference, so I'm just telling you, if it ain't Monday, <laughs> he did. If it ain't Monday, I'm not going to be happy. I heard some chirping. I heard some chirping about Monday AM. Okay. Hopefully, okay. hopefully but, it but, is. But, but hey, hey, nothing's official official, okay? Yeah, sure. Get it. Everybody's get it. assuming everything's done. Right. But when Penner is just a 4T, you know, you can't, if you're the golf channel, you got a nice little scoop right there, they right? They do. They're, they're, do they even realize what kind of owns, scoop they could have? Who owns golf channel? What, what company owns golf channel? NBC. NBC? Yeah. All right, well, they got to deal with the NFL, right? That's a nice little scoopage for them right there. Hey, how about this? Hold on. So you... Just really quick on the way out here, because i got to get the heck out of here. You guys got to go. Yeah, um, How about, we've been talking two different times, two different days this week. There's something off with Tony freaking Romo. There's something oh, off. Oh, yeah. How yeah. about, it comes out in the last 24 hours, and CBS executives flew to his hometown multiple times for what Andrew Marchand of the New York Post, who covers sports media, what he called an intervention. How about that? Whoa. What's going on with him? I don't know. I think he's in his own head to a degree that's like, you just, he doesn't have confidence. He's, his whole uh, um, media darling rally point was him predicting the plays. Then people got sick of that. And now he doesn't do that anymore. And I think he's just trying to find who he is as a broadcaster. And apparently it got worse this year with Jim Nance. Just, wow. Did it get worse? Did you, did you notice anything? Um, yes. So, oh, you did? Really? Stokely did. I, I didn't as much as I heard commentary about it. Okay. Um, Jim loves Tony. I heard Jim recently on a podcast, literally within the last two weeks, um, Ryan Russell's podcast from The Ringer, was like, that's my best friend. Like, they're like, they're like thick as thieves. But So when things are not right, what does it sound like? Like, what, 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 is it, what does it sound like when they're off? Because I just see a guy with a raspy voice. Kind of, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a big Tony Romo. Here they go, Jim. Here they go, Jim. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, apparently just stuff that was off base. I mean, as Stokely was saying his wife off was calling. So like, what is he talking about? Like, Oh, he, like off off base. Like, like, like here's an example. Off. This past weekend, he's like, there, there's no way they're going to go for it on fourth down. It's like, oh. dude, did you watch the Super Bowl? They were in this exact scenario, this exact team, and they went for it. Okay. And he's just kind of just a little bit off base. I've heard some of his prep criticized. So take that for what it is. You've got a great Tony Romo, Zach. Uh, that, was, that was pretty good. Here they go, Jim. He's 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 an easy I, I don't bird, like man. I don't like it. I'm not a fan of it. I never really got Tony Romo as a commentator. Um, you know, Jim Nance is as solid as as you get. Yeah. I mean, he's the straight man, straight man. Him and Tarico, and these guys are just kind of legendary. So they'll they'll sound more or less good with anybody. So they must think he's distracting to the broadcast because they always get the best games. Right. So the game's always good. And here's what they're a little bit worried about. Their cycles go through, just like bowl games cycle through who the national champion is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. CBS gets the Super Bowl next year. Yeah. And there is some concern that they need to get whatever the heck needs to get ironed out before that moment. So. And then, you know, it's funny. After a while, it's like, who was Tony Romo? I mean, you forget who Tony Romo was. 
Like, what's the big deal? So if you're not really on point as a broadcaster, the whole, like, I was this guy, I mean, that becomes less and less. It's, it, it's got to be about how good are you at that job. He was the first major big boy broadcaster contract that we had. Now we get them all the time. He was the first. It was a 10-year, $180 million deal mm-hmm. that the New York Post says some folks within sports media are calling that actually the worst contract in sports. Could Stink do the prime game for CBS and still be the offensive line coach for the Broncos? <laughs> I already reported yesterday Stink will not be taking the job. <laughs> was, I, I, I know they had some fun. Oh with my God, totally I was, joking. Holy moly. I was Totally joking. It. Now totally is, joking, no, no, but kind of serious. Yeah, it feels right now like it's getting like, oh, maybe we shouldn't be really joking about this. When he said it was an honor, it would be an honor if yeah, he was yeah. asked, I was like, oh, crap. I'll probably yeah. stop joking around Yeah, about the tone that. seems to get it's yeah. just a pinch more serious these yeah, days. Yeah, which I felt bad about when I heard I'm like, hey, there I was. It sounds like I'm like pocket book watching, which I kind of was, but jokingly. Yeah. But when he said it would be an honor if they asked me. If they paid the right amount, I think what I'm the joke I was coming from was is from the right place. Stink is well compensated and has made a real career in sports media. These offensive line coaches don't make what Stink makes. That's just the truth. Uh, no doubt about it. He's, um, he's taking a pay cut. I didn't think I'd be talking outside of school, but I didn't want it to be viewed that way at all. Yeah. I was building Stink's media career up. Why would he take that job? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then Stink comes out and says, well, they got big boy pockets if they pay me. I'm like, whoa, oh, this okay. might be all actually right. a thing. So well, we wish the best for Mark because we love Mark. A thousand percent. Dude, but I will not be joking around about that anymore because he sounded dead serious this morning. Well, and Stink uh, retweeted that story at denversports.com this morning to his 601,000 followers. Wow! Hit the old retweet button. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like and wow. subscribe, yo. Don't 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 be a penny pitcher on it. I I think it would be great because you know who was a great hire this year? Great hire this year, Brian Greasy. Because the amount of stuff Greasy had to go through in San Francisco with Lance and Garoppolo and Purdy and to some extent Josh Johnson and those quarterbacks to get them to the NFC title game, and he came straight out of a booth. So I used Mark to do the same. So I, 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 in the most literal sense, used that exact example yesterday on the air that it, uh, how could you turn down a career in media that you've worked so hard for? Greasy was the voice of Monday Night Football. For him to leave the booth, not to be the coach, not to be the coordinator, to be the quarterback's coach, mm. there is no scratch that I, I, I want to you know take off the table that if you want to itch it. So. We, see this, we see this all the time where guys have great broadcasting careers. Stan Van Gundy went back into coaching a few years ago now as a broadcaster, but it's so strange because they have these cushy broadcasting jobs that pay very well, but these guys are just such competitors that, like you said, they need to, to scratch that itch. Yeah. Um, uh, for the um, Young Star All-Star Game, whatever that thing is called. The, the, the Rising, Rising Star. Stars, yeah. yeah. What uh, team is uh, Bones Highland representing on that game? Team Bones. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the next thing? It won't team be Mile High Bones. City, baby. What will it be? I, I don't know. And oh, you said that angrily. Th- uh, look, team Bones is anger. And that's an anger statement from well, No, d- definitely not angry. Um, I just think that he's missing the mark here on what kind of situation he's in. Mm-hmm. This is unique, man, to be a young player. To be a young player in year two on a team that could win a title. Mm. I think of like... Tayshawn Prince, like walking in the league, like with a group full of veterans, and you get to contribute as a, as a guy in year two. That's who you are to not appreciate it and to want the, the ball in your hand more. And honestly, you know what it smacks of? Just like typical young NBA player that is just worried about, you know, bones. Hey, you got the backpack. You get you got your Drew Lock on. I can't keep you in another second. Yeah, like sorry. You're and just, I got rubbed sitting and having Rachel stand here. You know, so. you're cinched up. So we got it. We got lots to you talk about. You guys have about. a great weekend, everyone. We'll here. rock and roll. Thanks. The drive rolls next.